Hello and welcome to Cunt to the Bull in the post-truth apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hi. That was in Danish, by the way. Not right. Hedge. Not, not, just, not just English. It's hi, which is H-E-J. I nearly said Hedge. Line. Listen to the translation. Lovely. Language repeat. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Bridge alien abduction. One of the most compelling alien abductions of the 20th century, apparently. I've never heard anything about it until I read about it recently, and I'm, now I wish I never had. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that you... It's compelling... Sorry, Clay, go on. You, you everyone that you ever bring up is compelling. Most <laughs> compelling. I think... I... I yeah, I... I mm. I Don't poo-poo it just at the start of the episode. No, that's why I was like, <laughs> holding myself back. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you, most compelling, one, one of the most compelling cases of the 20th century, allegedly. Compelling, yes. Believable. That, compelling doesn't always mean believable. Compelling just means... Interesting. Exactly. Attention grabbing. Yeah, exactly. So don't misinterpret that this, as just... This story has everything. It well, really does. It really fucking does. <laughs> it's a doozy. It certainly is. <laughs> Let's just quickly thank some new returning listeners and then we'll get to the, the cut and thrust of it. Stephen City in Virginia, Lafayette in Louisiana, Cardiff in the UK, Portugalville in Missouri, Stevens in the UK, Bagsvead in Denmark. That one was for you today, baby. <laughs> Bolton in the UK. Brussels in Belgium, Houston, Texas, Madrid, Spain, Florence in Italy, Auckland in New Zealand, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Bengaluru, India, Ashburn, Virginia, and Guadalajara, Spain. Back at the top, Guadalajara. Welcome Thanks for listening. Exactly. Yeah. Tell, tell a friend. Tell, tell lots of friends. Tell lots of friends. Tell more than one. Tell your, tell your inflatable doll as long as it listens. I don't care. Tell all of them. We want to take over the world with our podcast. Not, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless your name's Ben. <laughs> Didn't say a word. You can follow us on Facebook at Cutting to the Ball in the post of Apocalypse. You can listen to us on YouTube at Apocalypse Ball. And you can follow us on SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms at Cutting to the Ball in the PTA. A like and subscribe. It helps us grow. Give us a comment. Leave us a message. Suggest a topic. Yeah, man. Just, all you have to do is quick, give us a quick message on Facebook, just like in, in any of the any of the things really, and just say, look, do you, you can make a comment on one of our posts. We'll get it, and yeah, we'll we'll reply to you, or one of us will. And if it's a good suggestion, we'll use it. Hundred percent. Absolutely. And we'll give you the credit to it as well. It'd be, it, we'd give you, yeah. No royalties though. No, no, no. But we'd certainly mention you within the credits. What royalties? Well. If the word be royalties, <laughs> when? When there's royalties. He's just, he's just clearing that up. This is my point. Get us out there, guys. Right. After that shameless self-publicisation, let's start. In New York City on November 30th, 1989, an abduction case occurred that revolutionised how UFOologists approached the subject. Or an erratic woman in consort with a few attention-hungry and susceptible ufologists spun out an increasingly unlikely yarn where the presence of space aliens stealing people in the night might be the least unbelievable aspect. Hmm. Sounds about right. Hmm. What are you saying? Eh? I'm leaving that to people's interpretation. You know, actually, can I make a lot back to um, Kelly Hopkinsville for a moment? Oh, here we go. Right. 
when little goblin aliens oh. surrounded a house full of hillbillies who were shooting at them and everything. Drunk on moonshine. Uh, that's the one they made the film of. Possibly. Anyway. It is in the blue book, the, the series. I'm sure there's a film similar no. to that. I heard a story that Richard Nixon took Jackie Gleason to see a dead alien body, right? And it was a little goblin alien, exactly the same as Kay Hopkinsville. There you go. Did he punch it right in a kisser? He did not. Bam! <laughs> 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 Alright, this is my little tangent, sorry. Just added throwing credits onto the fire of Kelly Hopkinsville. Now, UFO researcher Bud Hopkins, a very nice guy, Bud Hopkins. You know, if you had an alien abduction story, you wanted to hear it. He was an artist by trade and he did a lot of he did hypnotism and hypnotic regression, things like that. Possibly too nice, Bud, maybe. It's in his name, though, isn't it? Buddy, Bud. He stated that, and to quote him, the importance of this case is virtually immeasurable as it powerfully supports both the objective reality of UFO abductions and the accuracy of regressive hypnosis as employed with this abductee. End quote. According to Joseph Strafer, Richard Butler, and George Hansen's examination of this, a critique of Bob Hopkins' case of the UFO abduction of Linda Napoliano. Napolitano, we'll call her Linda from now on. Yeah. Lynn. Lynn for short. It's just Linda's fine. Now, author Chris A. Ratowski explained that at 3.15am, Linda reported that she woke to see something inhuman in her bedroom. She screamed and tried to wake her husband asleep next to her, but he would not be roused, so the aliens obviously does something to him. So who's this Rutowski guy? He's he's writing about this thing, about this case. He's writing off Bud Hopkins' book. Okay. And what was Bud Hopkins' book? Oh, shit, now you've got me. I can't remember the name of it. Well, it'll come to me. Mm. It'll come to me at some point. So, husband can't be roused. Little creepy sexist man at the foot of your bed. Bright shining light coming through the window. You can't even kick it in the nuts. You can't kick it in the nuts because you can't move. Say, it's got no nuts. It's got no nuts. frozen. You're also frozen. What are you doing? You probably try and scream your fucking head off, I'd imagine. I bet nothing would come out. Mm. Oh, that's the thing. It doesn't. Like, they so telepathically silence you. Bastards. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I just thought the... It would be horrifying, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the, the being frozen just freezes everything, you just all you can do is see. Yeah. I don't know, I had this nightmare once I was being repeatedly abducted by aliens and it was fucking terrifying. Some of the scariest nightmares I've ever had. Maybe you have. Maybe you have been. No, I've only had it once. Doesn't it repeated matter. throughout the night. Oh. But it was terrifying. Never had it again, never had it since. I've been watching a lot of X Files at the time though. Have you got an implant? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, I need to go in for a cat scan, we'll find out. Were you violated sexually? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, I have this urge to fly a plane into a massive UFO. <laughs> Do you know what it is? So, it's New York City. She lives in a high-rise apartment in Brooklyn on the 12th story. Yeah? So you've got this UFO hovering outside the building in full view of the sea. And, and nobody else has seen this? People did, well, allegedly people did see it. Right. Okay. But, but who, who, who recorded this other than these no, no one recorded it, that's the problem. That's the, yeah. So allegedly there was other people that saw it, but where are they? 
Where's all their statements? Well, they come later on the story. They do. We meet them later on, don't we? Yeah. There's not loads of them, is there? As many you as you'd think expect so, there to be. You would be. think there would be. The woman on Brooklyn Bridge it's did report. It's 3.15am. I suppose, yeah. Come yeah. on. The I mean, woman yeah. driving across the bridge did report that her car stored and she saw this thing hovering outside Linda's window on the 12th story. Right, I mean, but then again, the people at the New York Post across the river should have really been able to see this too. Yeah. So the alleged aliens floated her out of her 12th story, Brooklyn apartment, through the wall and into their glowing ship, which snapped shut like a clamshell once Linda and the aliens were within. There they ran the usual gamut of tests, including poking a stick up her nose at a ball on the end and then leaving the ball inside her. If this UFO dove into the river... It became a USO. That's, this, this is what does make it interesting, is the fact that it didn't have that very stereotypical explanation and the fact that it went up into the sky or anything like that. They say it went into the river, which is quite an unusual one. So yeah. it, to me, that does bring a little more validity. It's not completely unreported. There was a 1967 Shag Harbour incident where a UFO dived into the harbour of the town of Shag, but in Canada, typically, alien. I know very well. I spend my weekends there. But the stereotypical thought, sighting, etc., is yeah. always it goes up, it beams you up, and you, you go it fucks off into space. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that to me did make it slightly more interesting. Now, though that experience will be traumatising for anyone, Linda was reportedly not especially distraught over what had happened. Apparently because she has been repeatedly abducted throughout her life. Allegedly, so as Linda says. So this is not a particularly special moment. This happens a lot. Well, I guess it's an inconvenience. Especially if you've got work the next day. I mean day. this specific one. It's just one of many. Allegedly, according to Linda. Although we are literally scratching the surface here, so... I haven't looked into any of Linda's previous abduction experiences. Although they allegedly go back to when she was a child. There's a lot to this story, <laughs> but Hopkins wrote an entire book about it. I'm trying to sum it up in 45 minutes. <laughs> Abductions were in vogue at the time, and I guess they were. I remember them being reported in the British press over here. What did we used to have on a Sunday? The Sunday Mirror or the something? That wasn't a Sunday Mirror. News of the World. There's always an alien abduction in the News of the World. Or the people. You have the Sunday people as well. That was a good one. That always had uh, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Weekly World News is at its height, at its peak. If you've never read that list, there wouldn't be a show at the Weekly World News. Sunday Sport, can't forget that. Well, <laughs> you know what you're looking at the Sunday Sport, Mike. It's not for the aliens. Yes, different reasons. Certainly not aliens. Kits and madness. That paper is <laughs> just boobs, basically. Yeah. No, there's some mad shit. Oh, that madness. Well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they were in vogue at the time. Whitby Stryber uh, just bought his own book, Communion. I've read that. It's quite harrowing. Especially when, when Stryber describes his own sexual... realises he's been sexually violated by aliens. It's disturbing. It is. Mm. You've been sexually violated by aliens, Mike? Not that I know of. He wishes he had. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> so need to put yourself out there, mate. Yeah, that's it. Let's go on Tinder, buddy. <laughs> What's the alien equivalent of Tinder? Glashnock. <laughs> Go on, Glashnook, then. <laughs> I, wonder what that, I wonder if that actually means anything in a, in a language. I bet it does. Sounds Russian. Probably is. It's probably like, I surrender in Russian, I don't know. <laughs> I highly doubt that. There is no word for that in Russian. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just bomb themselves. I don't think that. I don't, there probably is no word for surrender in Russian. 
Well, I have no idea. There must be. There must be one. Yeah. And, of course, Travis Walton from Fire in the Sky. Mm. Mm. You heard of him? Yes. Guys, Claire. That might be the... Is that, no, it's not the film. Decent film. It is the film you're thinking of. There's only got any abduction in it. It's called Fire mm. in the Sky. That's the one. No, the, no, it's not the one with the farmhouse getting like attacked. No, you're thinking no. of Signs. No, no, no. I'm thinking of another one. Or Scary Movie uh, 3. I haven't seen them. No, I'm not thinking of them either. Fire in the Sky is genuinely terrifying. Yeah. That abduction scene is genuinely terrifying. It's like, fuck me, that is awful. I thought Signs was quite... Quite creepy signs. Creepy. Was, was yeah, creepy. yeah. Like there's little bit video footage, little mm. bits of people when you see that seeing fucking them. grey walk past the camera. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. that is creepy. I don't like that. Yeah. When it came out, especially, it was like, mm. no, very believable. Like the way it was done. So yeah, those those tales have been in common knowledge in UFO circles for over a decade, and she's pretty familiar with them because you know anyone who's into it would know that. At 3am, Brooklyn is far from sleepy and there are purported independent witnesses to the abduction. If this were true, it's the first time in the history of ufology that this has happened. So is it a men in black will get to you or not? I thought it, they did it more as a, as a teleport type thing. That's why they're not usually seen because they'll just teleport you out of your room under cloud cover or something. A lot of cases involve the witness floating through the closed window or through the wall in some cases Ooh. in a beam of light with the greys with the little greys with them you sort of levitated in the bed and taken. Mm. It's interesting how they can well, yeah, how do they get them through the walls and shit well, like that? Well, you're talking about a species that's potentially 40,000, 50,000 years ahead of us technologically. Possibly more. Possibly more. I mean, like their technology would literally... As the more advanced someone's technology gets, the more it seems like magic to us. Yeah. To, to us, it just went through the wall magically. Look at Star Trek. When they literally heal broken bones by scanning a gun at it. That's magic to us, it might as well be. <laughs> Well, they could have like a matter disperser and, and then you know make our brick wall sort of so you can go yeah. in and out of it yeah who's to say or it's done to the actual people as opposed to the yeah well they might as well have like star trek Demolecularized. Yeah. yeah, they might as well have Star Trek Molecularized. Molecularized. <laughs> yeah. that's a different that. one mm. they might as well have Star Trek transporters there, aren't they instead of what, you know, Beam me up, Scotty! through the bloody wall. A really dark theory on how teleporters in Star Trek work on that subject is that it actually kills you and clones you and replicates you at the end. Nah. That's why sometimes, very rarely, one of you doesn't die and you end up with twins. So teleporter twins. Riker had one briefly. Mm. That'd be pretty dark. Every time you went to a teleporter, it literally stripped you away to the molecular mm. level and then just. You just cloned at the end. Mm. They have created tele teleportation, they have. haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's in its very early stage, isn't it? Yeah, but only with light particles yeah. at the moment. Well, that's so good to me. But it's the start, isn't it? Well, well, imagine happen, you could teleport to work, that'd be so much easier. What they think would, would be easy would be to teleport a replica. So they just copy and paste. That's what I mean, that's why you're killed. The original no, 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 the original stays the same. So you're here, and you've got a copy now say teleported onto Mars or whatever. Eventually what happens if we meet up? Do we have to fight, <laughs> we have to fight on a revolving table with heavy sticks like in Flash Gordon? 
Why would you want that, Mike? Why would you want a replica? Well, yeah, that's, that's why they, they think that's the easiest way it would be done. But that's why that's why, why the we'd so- still have to live on a like burning planet going down. <laughs> well, 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 that's different. You wouldn't get teleported, and would that's you? That's why we're killed. That's, that's why the original, the copy that's been sent, is like stripped away at molecular level, and the replicas put in at the other end. That evolved. That completely gets rid of the your entire situation. Because every time you teleport, you have a different fucking you somewhere, and eventually one day you're going to meet up and fight to the death. <laughs> there would be a lot of copies if you have to walk. Exactly. Wouldn't there? It makes sense that the one bit sent is like just dissolved, and, the, and then you arrive there. The replica of you is arrived there, so no one is the original selves. Don't invent that shit, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Stop, we'll kill him now. Don't Listen, worry. Your idea is stupid. My idea is... <laughs> I'm going to take him out now. It wasn't my idea. It was probably Mitchie and Kaki's idea. No, there's always a red dot on your forehead. <laughs> I said it somewhere. Well, at the time of the abduction, Linda was a 40-something married mother of two. Uh, she is called Linda Cortelli in the Bud Hopkins book Witnessed. That's the name of the Bud Hopkins book. Mm. Her actual surname was leaked after mild outside research as she became a mainstay on the UFO lecture circuit. She remembered being returned to her bed and then she went back to sleep. In the morning, she called Bud Hopkins to report what had happened. Straight away, is Bud on speed dial at that point? Mm. Oh. Probably. Who is Bud to her at this point? Bud, is, at this point, is allegedly just this really nice guy who, if you've got an alien abduction story, he'll come mm. and hear it, he'll hypnotically regress you, and he'll try and help you through it. He then, runs a UFO support group at his house every week. Then, yeah, then that's the first person I'm calling. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And being Fuck, I've just been abducted again. It's fresh in my memory, should we get it down? That's true. She had read Bud Hopkins' book, Intruders, all about alien abduction, and had attended several sessions of his UFO support group meetings. There you go. The book critique of Bud Hopkins' case noted that after reading the book, Linda remembered that 13 years earlier she had detected a bump next to her nose. In other words, a clear alien implant. It was only after months of encounters with Hopkins that she had her famous experience, although she later became that she had been serially abducted since she was a child. The international UFO reporter. Hang on, hang on. We, we, the alien implant. You just sort of glossed over that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Back up a minute. Yeah. Back up. She remembered implant. thirteen years earlier. She detected a bump next to her nose. Therefore, it's a clear alien implant. Allegedly so. Did they ever find the implant? No, because it's bullshit. No, clearly not. No, because it's bollocks. Well, that's sure. That's the first thing I'd do. Yeah, yeah. Two been removed in a previous abduction, and another one put somewhere else. Well, she doesn't mention that though, does she? Well, she maybe she doesn't know. Is the bump still there? No. Give what? her a ring and ask her. Mm. What's what's her name? Linda what? Napolitano. Napolitano. Dot com. That'll do. Email that. Still got that bump on your nose. <laughs> well, she thinks she's had a, a multiple alien implants at that rate, then, doesn't she? Well, there's only one way to find out, isn't there? Stick her in a fucking. MRI scanner or a X-ray machine and check her out. And uh, uh, well, we haven't got these at this time, and uh, I guess at this point, have we? Is she dead? Eighty-nine. Yeah. Eighty-nine. Have we got we MRI have. scans? An X-ray. Definitely got X-ray. X-ray. Yeah. Well, in that case, why not? That's what you know. What I mean, if you're publicising, yeah. if you're going all through these routes, oh, I've got these implants. Right. Let's get you down the X-ray. Yep. Simple, isn't it? It is that. 
fucking simple. It's true enough. This is why that, although I like this story, there's a lot of it that just goes, ah, she's just a fucking crazy nutter and well, she, she wanted to... It's alleged that she always wanted to be something more than a mother of two. She would be an actress, a singer. You know, she liked to be the centre of attention. Yeah, yeah. Which does kind of shout out this... Uh, yeah, this, this does shout that, doesn't it? She's into her UFOs, clearly. Watched War of the Worlds one too many times. But we, we allegedly have witnesses to this, and in which case, if we if, the, if it is true, then you've got the most explosive abduction case ever, mm-hmm. haven't you? But then these witnesses, like the aforementioned paragraph, it mentioned it said how was it just people like you kind of frenzied, overexcitable, enthusiastic UFOlogists taking a bit of bait that is just dangling there. I don't know, is it? Well, I mean, maybe it's Linda making it all up. We don't know. Uh, yeah, and, and capturing, yeah, over-enthusiastic UFOlogists. The late Bud Hopkins, famous UFO researcher, because of a little back dive on Bud, he published Intruders and Missing Time, established the Intruders Foundation, and made frequent media appearances before meeting Linda. And, and he had served as a witness in a hearing about the competence of a doctor who claimed he'd been abducted because of such strong endorsements and impressive affiliations, and because of his untiring work on behalf of the abductees, Hopkins had become the single most visible figure in the UFO abduction field. And he had. He's a nice guy. Well, he's getting notoriety now as well, and fame, and his books are selling more, and you know what I mean? There's that too. Well, someone, someone's got to document some of these things, you know, and take That's them That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100,000 people claim they've been abducted every year. The police Every scientist. seriously, so yeah. he might as well, co- you know, bring them all together and you can sort of, sort of pick out, like, patterns and, and all sorts, can't you, then? You want to study them. Yeah, well, we want the truth, don't we? Mm-hmm. We want them to be, the people doing the research and investigation, to be objective. That's Bud's problem, he probably yeah. wasn't objective enough. That's probably his, his major criticism, he has. Yeah. He was quite happy to believe you. Ghostbusters, we're happy to believe you. And anything that was was contradictory to that, he wouldn't include in the investigation. No, he didn't like it being criticised either. But, a nice guy. But, scientifically, his things are useless if he's not objective. I know, but he's still recording people's alleged eyewitness testimony. There is that. And it only needs one of them, like, you know, to be real, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. It does, absolutely. Now, Linda's account is nothing too unusual in the pantheon of alien abduction phenomena. Take from home, run through scientific tests, have violated her, put her back in her bed. Bish bash bosh. Abduction, broody violated, back in your bed. Bish bash bosh. It's a finely held operation at this point. The bog standard. Violated. Well, not, not brutally. Violated. In an unpleasant way that can't have been very nice. We shouldn't be made light of. No. If it happened, no. I wouldn't be too happy on it happening, let's put it that way. Still, like Hecklefish says, the worst <laughs> ways you, his name. The worst ways you could be probed. <laughs> there are, there certainly are. <laughs> Hecklefish. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't it sounds like a familiar name. Where have mm. I heard it before? It's from the Wi Fi was. Was it? We watched the no, video. No. At the time when we watched it, I thought, it nah. sounds familiar from something else, and I can't think what. 
Or is it just because of that Mr. Heckles that was in Friends? Friends. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Now, Bud's ex-wife, Carol Rainley, said that if, if the case is run-of-the-mill, Bud seldom did more than a single hypnotic aggression with people like that and rarely returned their phone calls because he was looking for something with a higher octane level. Uh. Maybe he was. Maybe he was a womaniser. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to get jiggy ball. Chicka wow wow. That's good. Let's go into witnesses. 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 Now, in February 1991, Bud Hopkins received a letter from Dan and Richard. According to the critique of Bud Hopkins' case for the previous orders, these two police officers were hiding in their car beneath FDR Drive, which kind of sits kind of underneath and to the side of the Brooklyn Bridge. They could literally see Linda's apartment from where they were sitting, and he would have seen the UFO from where they were quite comfortably. They witnessed a red, reddish-orange object with green lights, then figures floating out of the window, one in a nightgown. As soon as the figures were within the ship, it plunged into the East River and out of sight. Now, if you've got two potential police detectives sat there... Yeah. ...witnessing this, doesn't that really add to the... the legit of this? Well... There's a lot of cases where police are involved. There are. Were they police? Well, no, because we find out later they may not have been police. They have been there with oh, someone. Shit. Yeah, of course. They may have well been some with someone a lot higher. Mm. Might be another witness to this uh, encounter. Men in black, white people. Ten Well, FBI. technically, I suppose this uh, the UN would would put the men in black. We'll get to it. Now, Darren Richard felt profound guilt. They had done nothing to save this poor woman, and over a year later wrote to Hopkins in hopes he knew what had become of her. Hopkins alerted Linda that she might be contacted. A few days later she called him and said that they had paid her a visit. The, emo the reunion emotional with their relief. Richard and Dan said that they would not want to meet or talk to Hopkins. However, they would record a cassette tape and write letters. Now, younger listeners, a cassette tape, <laughs> right? It's this plastic thing with some basically some little, little string inside. A couple of spools. Spools, all round things like this tape between them. Magnetic tape. Magnetic tape, and that would you would record stuff on it. Sound. Sound. No, I think you want to record stuff, yeah. Sound, record sound. You'd record the radio, that's how you get the top ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my older sister used to do that. I did top that. forty, record the top forty. Mm. You play through shit songs you didn't like then. Mm. Yeah. No skipping tracks on that, you had to hold down the fast oh, yeah. forward button. Yeah, you had to like, work yeah. out three and a half minutes. Like, <laughs> like, uh, no! Oh, yeah. no. Sometimes you've got a bangle, you just take it out and get the pencil Pencils, in between yeah. it. And, and, yeah, oh, that's our pencil. Good old yeah. HP, it was perfect for winding him, wasn't it? HP. Almost pencil. like it was made that way. <laughs> yeah. What does everyone have? A pencil, right? Exactly. Let's make sure it can be screwed back yep. with a pencil manually. People used to make these things called mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they send them to loved ones. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They'd know that because you could still burn them onto CDs, can't? No you? one burns burn CDs, CDs anymore, mate. <laughs> no one burns CDs anymore. <laughs> no, no, I do. Everything's digital now, mate. CD player in you my send, car. Why wouldn't I? You'd send some because oh, most people use Spotify. 
and they'll make a little playlist and they'll send it, share the link to a... Well, you just plug your phone into the jack and... See, I've got a 17 Yeah, you'll do that there, Mike. You get a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll plug your phone in. Oh, you just turn the sound at reload. My car's 17 years old. It has nothing like that. I'm lucky it's got a CD player in it. <laughs> I'm lucky I don't have to use my feet like the Flintstones, for fuck's sake. <laughs> lucky I haven't got a cassette tape. <laughs> no, I replaced it for the CD player. <laughs> No. <laughs> a few years older though. Yeah. From only only if a, a couple, a few, maybe two or nah, three. Nah, mate. Years CDs older. are well in by. I mean, I had a personal CD player. When I was in college. They were well in yeah, in cars yeah. at that point. I don't know. It would have to be before the two thousands, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah that would be two thousand and one when we when I finished college. I had a personal CD player in my pocket that didn't skip. You could buy them little tapes with the little sort of. Jack on the end. You could, you yeah. Stick it in the. That was like really primitive, though. Yeah. yeah. But it did convert it, yeah. You could play your CD player mm. through the tape deck. Either way, <laughs> let's, let's stop sounding like to old people. Yeah. Right? That's my day! <laughs> that's all gone now. Yeah. Forget it, it's gone. According to Skeptics UFO Newsletter, their letter to Hopkins stated, quote, Please respect the importance of our credibility at work. We just can't be identified. And I guess, as a police officer, you certainly wouldn't want to be seeing alien ships abducting people. You wouldn't want that getting out, would you? No. Nope, not in the 80s. Probably still wouldn't even now, unless you have video proof to back it up. And then they've all got body cams, technically, haven't they? Well, yeah, if a police officer is on duty and they see anything, there's no fucking excuse anymore, is there? Well, it's, it's different now, isn't it? Because even the American Congress are like, you know, we, we're investigating this now seriously. So, if any, so they've got channels open now, haven't they, for people to report this shit? Yeah, but you still got to go to your captain, your hard bitter New, New York captain. You know? I think times are starting to change. I went New York. <laughs> like that, to say New York. And I fucked up the captain bit, I went South African. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he's probably called like Potovsky or something like that. He's hard bitter, he's been in the job for 40 years, he's waiting for his pension to run, come on, you know. Again, I think and you've got to say to him, to the 80s. <laughs> maybe I am looking back to the 80s with that. You're right. Yeah, it's probably a 30 year old woman nowadays yeah. who's the police chief. Maybe, yeah, times have changed. Now, Hopkins said he did not know their last names, having only conversed with them via letters with no return addresses. According to the Skeptics UFO newsletter, Richard told Hopkins, if by any chance you have a message for me, please give it to Linda. Now, you can listen to the recording, can't you? You can. You can and read the letters yeah. if you want. Yeah, if you want to get your mind blown yeah. out by a really annoying voice. The letters are quite convoluted and... It's really weird. They're not. I. I. It hurt my ears the way it was being you, read. You that. literally witnessed like the the mental breakdown of one man over a series of letters. Yeah, yeah, that is a way to put it. Because Richard and Dan become kidnappers shortly after. In April 1991, Richard and Dan snatched Linda off the street. They interrogated her as if she worked for the government or was one of the aliens, and they demanded that she remove her shoes. Aliens, it seemed, did not have toes. Oh, for fuck's sake. They've been watching fucking... Well, what have they been watching them days? The X-Files, 1991. 
wouldn't it? This was 1990. Oh, 1991, yeah. Maybe. Nah, not quite. X-Files. Yeah. Nah, but 93, no. 93, 94. Yeah, I reckon X-Files. 91. I reckon you're looking at. I reckon 1990, you're looking at the X-Files starting. That's what I'm going sure, with. 1990. Yeah. I'm going with 1990. It's a bold claim, Carter. Let's see if it pays off. Mm. You got the. The Invaders. It was in all 60s. Well, you got the Twilight Zone. I love being right. Hmm? I love being right. 93? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't play right as well. But to be fair, it probably wouldn't have come here till 94, 95. Yeah. Alright. Well, he's still got Twilight Zone. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of what he'd been watching to like get some kind of. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just. Sounds like Wizard of Oz bullshit to me, that. Take off your shoes! <laughs> Well, Witches don't have toes. A, a, few, a few months later, they get started up to 11 because Dan actually outright kidnaps her off the street, bringing her to his beach house. Yeah. Right. In the house, she saw two framed pictures of herself, one of her kissing her son. That's creepy. Yeah. They forced her to put on a nightgown, more of a, a negligee, to match the one from her abduction, though she admitted like, when she went over her clothes with it, she got them down to that. And then Dan tried to have sex with her. Mm. Yeah, they don't sound like policemen anymore, do they? <laughs> no. Bit rapey, aren't they? Well, they Actually, really... that sounds just like policemen, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, but... Some of them, a percentage of them, certainly. There's a massive scandal at the moment, isn't there, with the Met Police? Yeah, but you're talking yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands, and you're talking a handful, aren't you? Potentially, realistically. So it's not. It's not as big as the media make. No, it, it's, I'm sure. It's probably. Well, Come on, in the in the eighties, they're all crooked cops at this point. No, you want to see your life on Mars? <laughs> Just because you want to be a crooked crop and drive around in a Ford Cortina, <laughs> or a Capri, or a Capri. I'd go with the Capri. Yeah, Capri. Yeah. Either way, not cool. Mm. Dan, not cool. Definitely not cool. When Linda resisted, she's just a runner at this point. She runs across. She's running across the beach. Mm. He catches up with her and he tries to drown her tw- twice. Yeah, each time he almost does it, and he holds her in his in his arms and says, "Oh my, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah, we want this whole way to start a family. Yeah, she tries to get away, and he drowns her, tries to drown her again. To start a family. Yeah, let's go build a way and start a family together. What? This sounds more of like some crazy obsession for the woman. Yeah. Like other than rather than them being actual witnesses to the well he's clearly not taken what he saw well has he his reality has been broken mm. it's caused him to have some kind of proper mental breakdown yeah. I think that, that's the part that's been missed li- out he literally ends up, he allegedly ends up in a mental institution after this doesn't he mm. after this incident when I- Richard turns up like the knight in white armour and saves the day like we said, you listen to the the, the where would it be a monologue of the of the uh, what would you call it the transcripts of the letters and yeah that. it is literally like the the breakdown of the man's mind yeah from letter to letter you just see it slowly getting worse. Like Richard's coping of, with it and Dan yeah. really isn't coping with this. Whatever he's seen and witnessed allegedly has caused this effect on him. And she went straight to Bud Hopkins that night. Yeah, dishevelled, covered in sand, traumatised with experience. A few days after the incident, Richard mailed Hopkins photos that Dad had taken when Linda was running from him. You can see these photos. 
They're literally just someone in a white. Lyndon could have taken them. It doesn't sense. prove anything. It doesn't. A son could have took them. She's running on the beach. She's got clothes on and there's this nightgown. See this. This it was the pictures that were taken. Took all validity away from me, because. Why is this guy taking fucking pictures of her running away? Well, he's from having him? a breakdown. I know, but and he's obsessed with her. I know, but he's taking pictures. Maybe it'll be like I don't know when she's finally really when sense, she's finally accepted to be his wife and lover. He'll put that in the thing. Remember when we ran on the beach that day, honey? Looking pretty, <laughs> looking your hair flowing. You're wearing that nightgown that I bought you. Remember Not we had fun that day. That's what it'll be in his head yeah. in 1989. Given the circumstances, etc., I just don't believe that he had his. He, he thought, "I'm going to take my camera out and take some pictures of you whilst you're running." Nineteen ninety one. He could have a disposable well, camera. Well, no, I know, but why would you even? Why would? Well, that's the thing. Why would you take a camera with you? But unless it's for the reason I said, where he's like, "Look at that day, yeah. honey." You know? I, no, I, I. He's not in his right mind, so you can't. He, yeah, a normal person wouldn't do that. Which is the one fight in my mind about yeah. that scenario. But at the same time, I just find that staged. It was that look, it, those pictures look staged to me. It just yeah. looks like obvious. I don't know, it's weird. And you were believing it up until that? These <laughs> There was parts where I thought, eh, okay. And then it would like get shot straight back down with a bit of nutsness and a bit of like, all right, yeah, you've taken away all credibility now. Well, and it gets even madder. I guess this, this is where we take it down a step further into madness. Because on November 22nd, 1991, Richard wrote that he recalled dreams about a girl from his childhood called Baby Anne. He never knew her real name, so that's what he called her. She never knew his real name, so she called him Mickey. When told this, Linda remembered an imaginary friend called Mickey, who was actually Richard. And this progressed into their bonding under the direction of aliens, which sent her to sex, during Richard fathered Linda's son Johnny. <sighs> so yeah, Richard was having dreams about a girl. Yeah, he called her Baby Anne. She was having dreams about a boy. She called him Mickey. Yeah. Then later found out that they they were both dreaming about each other in the yeah. dreams. Had sex. Had in sex the dreams. when the aliens got them together. Made them have sex. Had their son Johnny. Poor, what happened to poor Steve? Steve, he couldn't. <laughs> Steve couldn't even wake up. And he's never cook. <laughs> he's a cook. He doesn't even know he's a cook. He's a secret cook, isn't he? I'm gonna say because he doesn't even know. He he's set through. He set through all of it. He's set through all of it. And she's me when I'm having dream sex. Mm. Well, alien dream sex. Well, alien abduction dream sex. But they did meet up in real life. The aliens put. They were both abducted. Yeah, yeah. They put. And yeah. then. The alien's like, hey, she likes you. And then they forgot. They, they made them misremember everything. They went to their normal lives. Oh, I've got a baby. It must be Steve's. And Richard goes on with his life. And then they happen to be the ones under the window witnessing this at that time. That's brought them back together. Craziness. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. And now the third man... There was a third man in the car with Dan and Richard that night. It was. Bud Hopkins received a letter from Dan, the, the mad one, stating that they were actually security officers who had been driving, quote, a political figure of international significance, end quote, that night. This notable also contacted Hopkins about the third man. Linda was able to repeat 
entire sequence of this letter seemingly verbatim. Well, so if you want to throw it out there, maybe she wrote it herself. Mm. That's kind of what I'm thinking, to be honest. But I'm thinking Richard and Dan are good friends of hers, and this is all just a fucking weird bullshit plot to get. Maybe it's some kind of like menage a trois going on. They were trying to make fucking money off it. Uh, that could be the the crux of it, couldn't it? They were all just trying to make some fucking money. They were all trying to get a bit of media coverage. She was trying to shoot herself into the limelight one way or another. And she had Ask me again friends. at the end about Linda's royalties. Ask me again at the end. Okay. <laughs> so who was this third man? The third man is then United Nations Secretary General Javier Perez de Cuellar. The UN Secretary General. The most important politician on the planet. What was he doing there? He was in the car with Darren Richards, really. With two, with two, just two security guards. Just having a chill. Bullshit. Taking in the city. Bullshit. Most important man. He'd have been. He'd have had a fucking motorcade around him, especially in 1989. Well, not if he was picking up prostitutes and shit. You don't know. Do you? Well, I suppose. Wow, well, straight away went to that. Well, what else? It's he's doing creeping around three a.m. Yeah, I suppose. It's actually also a, a valid, a valid way of protecting on VIPs, such as taking them out midnight, like well, yeah. incognito. Instead of taking thing. them out to the bulletproof limousine with four or five armed guards. You take him out with a couple of guys dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, stick him in silly clothes, stick you know, and just make it look as if you're a bunch of guys on a night out or three it's three in the morning, just some guys on the way home. Don't even need that. They and, even because, and even if someone does recognise him, they're gonna go, Christ, that bloke's a spit of so and so. He's probably not getting out the back of the lip exactly, back of the car. Exactly. Anyway, it's a bit of tinted glass. It's dark. When people go for late night drives, call their minds. On their minds. No, it's a prostitute. Went for a spliff. Or a bit of dogging. Are you suggesting, Mike, without any evidence, <laughs> that the head of the UN at the time, Javier Perez de Cuela, probably was out looking married. for hookers? <laughs> He's probably happily married with children and everything. Like How dare you suggest such you a thing? You never even said allegedly. I don't even think he was there. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't either. I don't. But, but in this story. Yeah, allegedly he was looking for hookers. Well, he <laughs> confirmed he was safe at home at that hour, allegedly. To quote him, he said, I cannot but strongly deny the claim that I have had an abduction experience, but he would say that. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Yeah? Now, according to Skeptics UFO Newsletter, Dequilar had been abducted along with Linda and had seen her on the beach. But no one could contact him about this because the UN was working with aliens to end the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> which does link to like our last episode, which with the whole space force and things like that. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Never know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying to believe this story. November 12th, 1993, according to the Skeptics UFO newsletter, Hopkins tagged along with a reporter to meet De Quaylar. Funny enough, at... Oh, crap, what's... Denver Airport? Mm. You know the place that's creepy with a big blue... That's where you met Oh, it's mayor of Denver Airport, yeah. Uh, oh, now I believe it. <laughs> now I definitely believe it. <laughs> Hopkins tagged along with a reporter to meet De Quaylar at Denver Airport with the blue, blue horse... And the, and the potential uh, Nazi connection mm -hmm. and reptilian connection. Have you guys seen that? No. 
so. Denver Airport. Oh, the artwork in there, mm. Christ, it's amazing, it's creepy as hell. Mm. Oh, check it out, we did an episode of it a long time ago, have a look mm. at it. And um, the reporter launched into questions about UFOs. To quite a large of that frustration, turned the conversation towards politics. Evasion as good as a confession, allegedly. Hopkins stated until he decides to go public, he cannot have much inner peace. Hopkins claims that he met with him privately, had a bit of a chat, and he told him everything. They woke up on the on the he woke up on the roof of his car. His two guards were woke woke up in the car. So was so, she really kidnapped? Well, she was Linda kidnapped. Oh, oh sh- yeah. Because you think like an attempted murder and rape should be reported to the yeah. police. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's like triple you know, attempted murder. Ladies and gents, always report it and always fight back. Apparently, Linda didn't fight back. Oh come on! You can't say that. She had no scratches or marks. Apparently. How did she get away then? And run across the beach? Well, because he. Because it was all an act. She says she didn't resist too much. It was because Dan didn't go through with it each time. But I mean, you say fight back, I mean, you know, you don't know how powerful Dan was. He could have been a big man. No, he's a security officer, so he's going to be a big chap, isn't he? I doubt he could fight back. Bud Hopkins says the authorities were complicit in what Dan and Richard did. So it was legal? Yeah. Well, the the British government have legalised rape for police officers, haven't they? No, undercover. Really? Yep, they're allowed to rape and steal and murder now. As long as they're undercover, it's right, isn't it? There's there's statutes to it. I mean, you just can't go around doing it willy nilly. You can it's a double O. Literally legalised. The name's Bond, James Bond. Now I'm going to rape you. (laughs) (laughs) If they if they put. If they're put in that position, right, where they've and got they, to do something they don't want to do... Without blowing their the cover. Without blowing their cover and they then, do it, then they, they get immunity from it. Which makes sense. It's kind of like you say it, though. I mean, <laughs> all right, you, know, you, you can't... If you're in deep cover, you, you have to do some nasty shit, aren't you? But when you do bear the brass balls of it, it is like what Mike said, so it does yes, but that is become a bit more horrifying, doesn't yes, it? Yes, but also that is you do sign up knowing that you might have to do some heinous shit. It's not going to come as a, a shock to you, is it? Mm. You sign up for that thing knowing you're going to do some heinous shit. So all those times, all those Bond women, was he really using GHB? Well, is that why he was always getting these super, super hot women? 47 no's and one, and one yes is still... One yes. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around with the name's uh, the name's Bond, James Bond. Yes, my name's Pussy Galore. Let me get you a drink. Uh, where's my GHB? Bear with me one minute. <laughs> that was my worst Sean and Connor impression. I do I do apologise. What's GHB again? Date rape, drug in Oh is it? Oh right. Okay. Rohypnol. That's the one I've heard of. I never heard of it called yeah. GHB. Rohypnol for those yeah. kids out there that a bit more strict. everybody. I think they've probably got better stuff than that now, yeah, from what I can is. gather. Yeah. Injecting is actually now a new trend, really, yeah. so jab someone with a syringe in their ass. Makes me fucking sick. Yeah, it's it's That's spice, isn't it? That's popular now, isn't it? Spice, that synthetic, synthetic cannabis, cannabis, isn't it? Yeah. Not, it's not rehypnol, though, is it? 
No. That's right. Yeah. I was wondering if they, they're using well, it like that or something somehow. If you are ever inspired, report the police, but the point is Linda didn't report any of this to police. Yeah, that, that, that was stupid. Isn't it? Is that because if she reported the assaults that would become a crime, it would become a crime if she turned out she was lying, wouldn't it? Yeah, perjury. Or was she too afraid to go to the police because of these clearly intimidating heavy duty fucking special ops fucking that, security yeah. officers because if they're secu- personal security officers of like the head of the fucking UN they're probably under the special forces standards aren't they they're yeah they're like super hard martial artists hand to hand expert weapon expert mm. they're the lot aren't they if they are who they allegedly say they are yeah now, when the sceptics Tefula, Butler and Hansen sort of question Bud about things like, hey, why haven't they got involved there? It's, you know, the police. His associates appear to literally panic and argue against reporting it. When they travelled to the alleged abduction site, that's the sceptic guys, Tefula, Butler and Hansen, they discovered a guardhouse staffed 24 hours a day, none of whom even reported a light. They called the apartment manager and heard nothing from any of the other 1,600 residents of the apartment. Where Dan and Richard witnessed the abduction or were abducted was across the street from the loading docks of the New York Post, and no one there had seen anything. And they would have been there at that time. Yes, the counter to that is that the researchers only asked the manager who was at the back office, and he didn't ask any of the staff. But surely, if anybody had seen it, you'd be like, Oh, Bob! Fucking look at that! You see what I'm seeing? Well, that's it. You'd have fucking the whole staff out there within minutes, wouldn't yeah. you? Hundred percent. Janet Kimball's now the driver on the Brooklyn Bridge when all the cars stopped. And she first assumed this is a sci-fi movie being filmed in 1991. She wrote Bud Hopkins a letter. According to Bud Hopkins, he went to speak with Kimball and wanted Linda to come. However, Linda refused, worried about someone else finding out who she was. And when Hopkins brought up a woman floating to a UFO in conversation with Kimball, she asked, you know her? What happened? Sandler claimed that Hopkins didn't tell her anything, and Kimball later told Hopkins, I wouldn't pursue this any further, bud. I just want to drop it now. Mary Kilmer claimed she was abducted separately with Linda, including Linda's son and Javier Perez de Cuellar, the latter whom she allegedly identified from a photo. They were noted that Kilmer would later no longer agree that any abduction has occurred, stating that only Bud and Linda know the truth. Warned off or just a mad woman? I'm about... Because identifying some of a photo, I was there with this other guy, is this him? Yeah, that's him, it's better to be someone important, isn't it? You know a whole hobo bob off the street? (laughs) I just find it... There's too many many things that are a bit too fanciful and a bit too far-fetched for me. There's some snippets of there that I do find believable, but the snippets, I'm like 80, 80, 20. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not on the fence, I'm peering over it like Wilson in <laughs> Home Improvement. <laughs> One of Linda's former neighbours, we'll call her Francesca, remembered an eerie light, though she wasn't sure of the date, and Francesca later thought she might have been abducted but rescinded that when her eight-year-old decided he had been there as well. Odd. 
So the eight-year-old had seen it as well? Yeah, so he'd been there as well when she was abducted with them. So Dan and Richard basically confessed to have been carrying out surveillance of Linda's movements prior to their initial meeting, yet they waited over a year to write a letter to a random ufologist instead of knocking on Linda's door. If they're government agents, surely they have better resources than Bud Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose they would, yeah. Greg Sandow in the International UFO Reporter noted that American agents would not be guarding the Secretary General. The UN has its own security, and given that Dan had been institutionalised, should he still have security clearance and a gun? <laughs> Additionally, Dan supposedly wrote a threatening note from a mental institution of the same typewriter as his usual letters that was mailed from the United Nations. Did he take it with him when he was committed, or...? <laughs> I'm taking the typewriter! Yeah. Linda conf- confirmed that she had erroneously said she would be getting half the proceeds for witness to the book. There you go, Pete, there's your royalties. Actually turned out to be like 25% from any film and or book deals. Strange, that, isn't it? Yep, there you go, there's a motive. That, that, exactly, that's your motive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I bet she was fucking begging to be, like, star actress in it at first. Possibly. Also worth pointing out, Bud did not seek out interviews with people who might have seen anything on the night of Linda's abduction. He said replying on self-reporting. Now, if he had gone after people and said, did you see this? Then, my God, you've got one hell of a case for the most prolific UFO abduction of all time. Yeah. But the fact that you're relying on Lin- these anonymous letters, essentially, and they are anonymous letters, aren't they? From Dan and Richard I mean, and, 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 and a cassette tape. What is he meant to do? Interview 166 people in the apartment. 1,600 people. How many people are in there? Well, the one woman said she'd seen someone on the bridge, chase it up, see if you ever see anyone else. Put an ad in the, Put an ad in the paper, were you on the Brooklyn Bridge at 3.15am mm. on this date? Yeah, That's still suspicious. getting self-reporting though, isn't it? People coming forward. It is, I suppose. But if you're seeking them out, at least you're doing something. But to not put anything out there would be even worse, even less self-reporting, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, when sceptical researchers did try and investigate his case and his methods, Bud Hopkins ordered them to stop. Oh, dear. That's interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. That is interesting. Hopkins did a fine attempt to find Richard and Dan, though. He assumed they would be very easy to locate because we not only have excellent descriptions of both, but also knew their real first names. However, he was unsuccessful. He concluded it was virtually certain that Dan and Richard worked at one of our country's secret intelligence agencies and so it would be nearly impossible to locate. Hmm. If they were undercover, yeah, they would be, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. I suppose, you, would the UN have two Americans guarding him in on American soil? Maybe they knew the ground better than anyone else? Hmm. Is that a possibility? You want someone who's not going to get lost in a, in a new city, don't you? Surely the UN had their own resident bodyguards at that location. Yeah, you'd want the American ones, wouldn't you, to find where the best prostitutes are? Because <laughs> they'd know the city. Man, you've got a fascination with this guy shaking prostitutes. No, Do you want to be cooked by him or something? Hey? <laughs> Do you want to watch Jaquila? Fucking a prostitute or something. Uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better doing. Sure 
It's <laughs> 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 credible people believed the critique of the Bud Hopkins case. And it notes that John E. Mack, MD, a Pulitzer Prize winner and former head of the psychology department at Harvard Medical School, had praised Hopkins' work. That's a fairly impressive title to be defending somebody's work like you. Didn't you? that old uh, Hopkins. And he's got a cool name as well. Johnny Mac, MD. It just sounds. It does sound like an old, forties fucking reporter. <laughs> MD and PI. All right, the name's Johnny Mac. What's the deal here, guys? <laughs> yeah. I'm just hearing Johnny. Oh, Johnny Mac, where are you coming back? No. Oh. Oh shit, oh, I'm going to throw an R.I.P.V. to Tina Turner. You just, oh, just trick my memory with that song for some reason. <laughs> Likewise, Charles Stronzer, a MacArthur Prize winning historian and psychoanalyst who attended the hypnosis sessions, said that Linda certainly wasn't a fraud. She was articulate in her feeling and appealing in the sense that you got drawn into her story. Also attending was Gibbs Williams, a psychotherapist who said the lady is for real. She really was shaking, you can't fake that. He did clarify that Linda could, couldn't fake it unless she was a psychopath on an extreme level and she's no psychopath. There you go. I don't believe that she was faking it, but she's probably just... The memories that they weren't hers that she was unlocking. It was something she'd read or... Something she's, th she's thought up yeah. and she's made herself believe mm -hmm. it. Could be. To the point that, you know... Seems real to her. Yeah, it seems real to her. So she, you know, do a lie detector test, whatever, it'll come out true. If you put her through a lie detector test, well, number one, it's not admissible in court as evidence. And number two, the success rate is, if she really believes what she's saying, it won't pick it up because it's all about the heart pumping and the blood pressure and exactly. all that. But if she believes what she's, she's saying is the truth. That won't change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She believes it. Well, yes, yeah, so it'll, it'll make no difference, will it? Mm. They'll think, give her a fucking MRI scan and a oh, uh, God, yeah. X-ray. So what about if they went together? You know, she did share some of the profits of witness, although not half. I think it was about 25%. Her prior work with scientists, research might give study participants stipends of 10 or $20 a visit. Maybe it was about attention. That's what I think it is. You know, it was mentioned that Linda claimed to the evidence that she has a immortal red blood cells and led people out of the World Trade Center on 9-11 barefoot over oh, broken glass at the psychic direction of aliens. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a bold statement to make, isn't it? Uh, I, call, I, I call absolute bullshit on that. Shameful, free from fucking I know. making up bullshit like that. Because I... Why oh, didn't... The, the aliens were... Psychically connected to her, why didn't they tell her about the, what was going to happen so she could stop it? What, she what? runs into the tower screaming, The plane's going to hit in 10 minutes, everyone get out! Everyone's going to think she's a lunatic and have her arrested. No, she, could have, <laughs> she could have called in a bomb scare and they'd have all been evacuated. Mm. Simple. Yeah. 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 That would have put a crimp on Al Qaeda's day, wouldn't it? So she's a fucking you selfish bitch. Day. Sorry, Rumsfeld's day, yeah, so really, allegedly. So really, she's a selfish bitch. She could have stopped 9-11 then. If, in theory, I guess. If she was there to be dragging people out in the fucking rubble with bare feet. No, she said She obviously knew about it. Psych she was... She wasn't yeah. there. She was psychically... No, she... Yeah, she was there. Being psychically told controlled to by, aliens, by yeah. the aliens. Oh. 
But if she was there, sure, you, you know what I mean? It all happened very quickly, so she weren't fucking taking anybody out by the time they collapsed, was she? Yeah. They weren't having no civvies, like, running in there like fucking a superhero. People were getting like Batman. cordoned and, you know what I mean? And a lot of this happened in Bud's book, wasn't it? Was it Bud's book? Yeah. When there was someone that was abducted by aliens from their apartment building in New York City. That was in the story. So was Darren Richards. Oh, no, it wasn't Bud's book. It was someone else's book. Uh, I can't remember the name, but there was yeah. a, a book written about this. Yeah. It kind of does follow the a pattern. sci-fi book. And it's, there's a lot of stuff in there that's very similar. Which is, I think she's read it. She's believed that she was the woman that was abducted. And that's why she's regressed it and hit well, me. So that's my the, theory. The suggestibility of some people, that yeah. guy that shot fucking... What's his face? In John, Lennon. John Lennon. After reading, what, Catches in the Rye? Yeah. Which, you, allegedly, you still is on ban lists in the US. Still can't read it, can't buy that book. Doesn't surprise me. Catching the Rye. People used to get taught it at school, but now they don't. But yeah, so... But that's what I mean, the power of suggestibility. Sometimes people... Look at the way terrorists in, in, interpret the Quran. Oh, yeah. People read things and interpret things from it, so maybe she read that and interpreted something from it like it was her, it was telling her it was her, just like it told Guy to shoot fucking John Lennon. You know what I mean? It's just, well, maybe, or it was a case of, I bet no one's read this before, it's a really obscure sci-fi book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could steal some of this, is a good story, this. I could make some money out of this. I could be the centre of attention. And that's and what are my think. acting skills to use. That's what I think it was, mate. She was a budding actor. She could play the parts that she needed to play to manipulate people. And uh, she got someone to play the part of Dan in the recording. Yeah. And of course, Bud gets a book out of it. How can we prove this? Ah, take some pictures. There'll be photo evidence. Okay. So they took pictures of her running down the... St- I, it's all too... All too fucking obvious... I don't know, why would you... That, the old pictures are fucking running down the beach for me when... Pooed all over it. Too staged. 100%. So I do... I just call bullshit on it. That's the one thing that really made me call bullshit on the whole thing. And then the rest of it afterwards as well, just... Again. And the fact that he didn't go, you know, go canvassing to, to find people or just knocking on doors. I know it was three... At, you know, quarter past three in the morning and whatnot. Well, asked the residents in the building. I mean, it's a blinding white light coming through a window. He didn't exactly. know about it until the next day, to be fair. Mm. But either way. There's all them guys in the New York Post and the loading bay they never asked. Think of all the hobos that live out by the docks and by the... Oh, edge of all the prostitutes walking down. <laughs> Speaking of prostitutes in New York. <laughs> yeah, I watched Taxi year. Driver last night. <laughs> <laughs> There'd have been a bunch of hobos stood around a fucking fire pit of some form. Yeah. And 89, I'm, I'm 90, I'm going to Giuliani, isn't he cleaning up the city at that point? What, is he like fucking brushing them all into the river? Itself? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the pimps Sorry. as well. Get out, get out. <laughs> yeah, pimps and hoes. <laughs> and the drug pushes. This one thing is 1991 <laughs> New York, Michael, what? <laughs> Sin City, isn't it? Mm. Well, I don't think it was a very nice place in 1991. The Big Apple. In, in no. Giuliani cleaned it up, to be fair to him. Crime rates were drastically down. Mm. 
He took a bite of an apple. Yeah, he certainly did. Eve. Oh, well, yeah, and? Since it ain't the big apple. Since it was Las Vegas, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, since it was Las Vegas. Oh, is it? You're gambling, aren't you? That's where your prostitution's at, not New York. It's in Vegas. You're like zero hoes, aren't you? I think New York's got its fair share of prostitution. Well, yeah, you've got casino hoes. You know, you win big, get casino hoe in. I don't get me wrong. Probably on call by the management. Don't get me wrong, in Las Vegas, it's part of the deal there, from what I gather. You can go there and get some hoes and do some gambling. Well, it's legalised in Nevada, isn't it? Oh, not certain. Nirvana or Nevada? Nevada. <laughs> Probably in Nevada, I'd imagine. <laughs> Pretty sure there's brothels in Nevada. It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, fucking loads. You, you go get married on by fucking Elvis Presley and shit like that. I've always wanted to get what married sorts? by Elvis. Elvis I really want to, I really want to get married in a tacky Las Vegas because <laughs> shotgun wedding. Literally a proper shotgun wedding. I get two people off the street to come in and get married by Elvis. I've always wanted to do that. So is this your next holiday on your own? You Possibly. Go out to Las Vegas. We come back with a wife. You're gonna fucking marry some prostitute <laughs> yeah. and bring her home. Yeah. <laughs> Meat candy! <laughs> <laughs> Where are her teeth? <laughs> oh, she's, she's just left them in the bathroom. It's <laughs> not candy, it's Randy. <laughs> Mate, so she's like 74. No, she's not, she's only 30. I've seen her birth to everything. What? Ben's in a birth now. <laughs> Are you picturing candy then? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's a good. <laughs> Should I hear more than that? I don't know, do I? That's a problem. <laughs> no, because what I do is go over there, save a bit of cash, go over there, act like I'm fucking roly. You know, it's not me posh boys. Pretend I'm the third Duke would, of Winchester. It, it would sound posh because we're English. Yeah, you yeah, I don't say posh, not pronouncing me H's and me and rolling me R's. Any American, we still saying posh. Yeah, I just put on a proper posh voice. And then, you know, go over there, send the third Earl of Winchester. Deputy Mayor Dorley. Well, yeah, you could say that, and that would hold ground there. Well, it would, actually. hold ground there. The mayor? Holds ground anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it does. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you're recording this in my turf, remember? Okay. I didn't think this was your turf. It is. I suppose the whole of Dolly is now. I'm back to Dolly Yeah. Oh, there you go. Step to controlling the world. <laughs> so we'll blow it. <laughs> Where were we? We said mocking my achievements. Strange how I saw armed police the other day, just after like Ben's got in charge a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put that on me. <laughs> ben was running around with a knife. No, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm your deputy mayor. You will do as I tell you. Don't bid my bidding and my command. I wasn't riding a white horse no, and carrying a sabre that way. It's just a sign that times have changed, mm. isn't it, Mike? You know. Armed police about the place. Well, oh, it's tragic, isn't it? I mean, it's, it was a fake, though, for my guy. It was a hoax. I believe it was, it was a hoax. Praise their response. Yeah, yeah. pretty close, aren't we? They told you something right. Anywho, so, what, what do we think? Yay, nay. I think it's a, it's a big nay from me. Ben? You know what? I want to surprise you all. 
you never have a slut phrase. I love mm -hmm. a good Jojo story. And if this is true, if this is true, this is accurate, then you've got the biggest UFO abduction story of all time. If. If. My issue is, he hasn't got enough witnesses for the area he's in. No. Right. Such a busy city. No. It may be 3.15 in New York, but isn't it the city that never sleeps? 100%. And it's been that way for a while. You've got all those guys on the New York Post, on the, on the loading docks, anywhere and ask the manager who sits in the back. Never asked any of the guys at the front. The Brooklyn bitch still was doing busy. Yeah, we've got this one witness who says, oh yeah, something stopped my car. If you go out your car, 3.15 a.m. it just stops because it's grinding to a halt for no reason, and everyone else's does as well. Are you not telling me you're not going to get out your car and start asking people, what the fuck's going on? What's going on, yeah. You might be able to sort of give some, at least maybe a name, maybe a description. You know? Yeah. And so you're a non-believer then? I am. I don't think he did the groundwork. I think what you've got so is... you think she faked it or...? I think that she... I think she wanted a bit of a bite of the UFO cherry. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think? Well, saying? technically I'm on the fence, but I... Oh, <laughs> come on! I am leaning very heavily towards she faked it. Yeah, you're more on the Wilson side, mm. just kind of like poking your head over. 99% sure that she... Made it up, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I think I'm at that as well. Now, whether you put it as discreditors or an accurate analysis of Linda, but she made sure she got a 15% cut, 25% cut. Yeah, fair play. You know, mm. yeah, but that's looking after yourself and your family, isn't it? You can make this tale up, you might as well get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. Then UFO tales are in the vogue at this point. They are popular. Yep. Does it say how much she made? No, I don't know how much she made, in all fairness. How smartphones have all come out, and then, like, UFO, the, you know, sort of abduction sightings and these things have dropped. Well, I guess if you've been abducted, you can't use your phone at that time, because you can't move. There are pl plenty of pictures and videos of UFOs daily. Oh, saw, the, saw the one from that model, didn't we? That was quite compelling. One, we had that on Weird News. The one that flew past the window. Yeah, yeah. belly up. Like, if you want to go looking for them, you'll definitely find them. There's or a really... Whether they're true or not, or fake, we don't know. There is a fantastic one. It's meant to be the best one going, where a UFO hovers over Temple Mount in Jerusalem. He hovers there. It's seen by the balcony. Bring back Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was doing, dropping him off. And then he just fires right up, straight up, like really quick. And no one's ever been able to dispute it. It was witnessed by other people around mm, the scene. Yeah. This guy's just got the best footage of it. Mmm. Mm. Maybe the truth is out there somewhere. But in this case, we never, no one ever meets Dan and Richard. No. Yeah. You show me Dan and Richard, I've got a, a new their credentials checked. Thinking, are you ever going to get their credentials checked? That's the issue. Yeah, it's just a load of bullshit. I mean, if the ex-UN Secretary-General comes out... I'm sure he's probably dead by now. He possibly is, yeah. He, he, if he's he not, he, he comes out just before he dies and says, yeah, it happened. Then He was an older fella then, mate. He was yeah. well in his 60s then. You're talking 30-odd years ago now. He might still be alive. They, they live forever, don't they, those old rich fuckers? You mean the uh, consciousness is transferred into a slightly <laughs> younger body? No, it's all the blood they... <laughs> the young blood that they get transfused into <laughs> <laughs> fucking vampires.
We're going to be weird news article about that later on. <laughs> oh, the adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. They're putting up beheading kids though, right? No, they just suck out from like the spine or something. It's just something to do with the fear, isn't know. it? I haven't got a clue. They make them scared and then they, allegedly, they pull it from the... Allegedly. allegedly they, they Even though it was it made up, adrenochrome, wasn't it? Allegedly. It's a drug. Yeah. It's, it's from, a real thing. It's, it's, it's what comes from pituitary yeah. gland that produces the insulin. I once got into a fight with the UN on Twitter. But being used as a drug, it was made up insulin? in a book. No. Not Le- insulin. Leaving, no, not What's leaving the Las word? Vegas. Leaving in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's made it's up real thing. Book. There's a drug. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, but could it have been a bit of dropping the truth? Well, maybe. It, it could be a bit like soft disclosure almost. Yeah, you know, dropping those little snippets of truth in, aren't they? Yeah. Where they can these Hollywood actors that that maybe don't go with the the grain or can something. You, can you trust the UN? About as much as you could trust any other government, I think. Mm. I got into an argument once on Twitter. Crops with the UN. Yeah. Power levels, isn't there? Well, leave us for another day. Should we end the show? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. I, even I'm, I'm off the fence of this one. Wow. I'm not going aliens. That's that's my thing. I think there's a bit of fakery going on. My my gut tells me. Not on that bombshell. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't do the favour. Don't join a cult. I've been Ben. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. All enjoy the rest of your week. Fair